Hello and welcome back to That Shit, The Reducer. That's right. You're back, idiot. What'd you do that for? Um, if you have subscribed, what'd you do that for as well? Honestly, if you've stumbled across this by accident, my advice, yeah, delete, move to another podcast. Uh, you're going to get nothing but uh, gibberish here. And gibberish today is from me, as always, Howard Leeds Scum Smith and Manchester City supporting... Dave Rothney. Good morning, Dave. Sorry. Hello. Cardinal mistake of time stamping a podcast, putting a time of day on it. You know, there you go. If you're ever thinking of um, if, if you're out there listening and you're thinking of doing your own podcast, because you probably are because everybody's got a podcast. Um, yeah. Never say good morning, good afternoon or good evening because you never Although know. It, yeah, be. but it's always morning somewhere. Well, yeah, it is. But it's only morning in the morning. So, yeah, like, you somewhere just... in the world, somebody's listening. To, will be listening to this in the morning. I fucking doubt it. I <laughs> doubt it. We drop this in the morning, so no, but no, no, nobody's listening past the day it comes out. Do you know what I mean? They see it in their podcasts and they go, "Oh yeah, I won't bother with that this week." Those fucking idiots. And and uh, you know, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, look, we'll get on. We'll get on to the massively controversial topic of. Man City losing to Villa in a in, in a minute, which which I'm sure you can't wait to talk yeah. about, mate. Um, but there was a, there's there's a few things um few things caught my eye this week in the world of football. Um, uh, firstly was uh, was match of the day. Um, on uh, I, I well I was going to say Saturday or Sunday whenever Villa played and um, uh, Ollie Watkins got the late equaliser against Bournemouth. I think it was Sunday and um. And I can't believe the match of the day actually kept this part of the pre-match interview in where the interviewer goes, so Ollie, is, is there any better feeling than scoring a goal like that? You know, right in the dying minutes. And he just went, uh, yeah, um, the, the, the scoring a winner. <laughs> and, it was just, and, he, and, he, and the thing is, he wasn't being a twat. Do you know what I mean? It was just, he was genuinely just, just answering the question. And I just thought, They've left that in. They've absolutely BBC journalistic standards. Do you know what I mean? For a start, closed question. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's a good that's gone now. That's gone. Interviews just make statements, and people who are being interviewed are expected to just come up with a fucking story. True. Um and um and I yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, along with everything Garth Garth Crooks says. What the? How the fuck has he still got a job? Do you know what I mean? I mean, everybody of his era, everybody of his era, has been tipped from the BBC sporting coverage. I I wonder why Garth is still on the books. I mean, is it? Is it that? Is it that? Is it? Yeah, might be. Hmm? Anyway, moving on before we get cancelled. Um, by our two listeners, um, uh, yeah, uh, r- rather amazingly, uh, we were put. We were, uh, I say, we Leeds. We were drawn first round of the FA Cup away to Peterborough, mm-hmm. um, and that's a record. That is a record oh. for the thirteenth um, draw in a row. We've been drawn away. We have been drawn away in the FA Cup 13 games in a row. Wow. Sorry, thir- yeah, I mean, so that's, you know, that's, that's insane, isn't it? 
I mean, I always say we're shit in the cups and we'll get knocked out straight away. And people are like, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're shit. You know, everybody thinks their team's got this thing, you know, this hoodoo, you know, oh, we always do. Well, it's it's a fucking record. So, you know, it's it's pure. F- I'm spitting facts, bruv. This is a I'm record spitting- what for any club to be drawn yeah. 13 times yeah. away from home. Yeah. 13, lucky 13. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's it's amazing that any team was fucking drawn 12. So how many years of FA Cups is that? 13? <laughs> You're a financial journalist, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, loving your work, Dave. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty mad. That is pretty mad. Um, so anyway. Let's get on to um, let's get on to a rather big story, which I meant to cover or I meant to drop in last week, but was unable to. Um, and that was um, sin bins being introduced. Hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings on sin bins, my friend? Ten minutes. Um, yeah, I have to think get about in that. the bin. Yeah, I, I think it's a good. I mean, I, I don't know. The, the the concern is that you end up with four people four players on the pitch from each side because it really depends on how, but I think it's a, I mean, it, it works in rugby. It works in rugby, but rugby and football aren't, yeah. aren't the same. Yeah. How many players um, in, how many, how many players on a rugby team again? Yeah. 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 15, 30 yeah. in total, 15 times two. There's that maths again. Um, awesome. but, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure it would. I, like, I think the, the concept is a good one, but I just can't see it working that well yeah. in practice because you'd have referees sending people to the sim bin, managers complaining they've been sent to the sim bin, then it'll go to VAR and they'll decide actually they shouldn't be in the sim bin and so they come out the sim bin. That's a really good point. That's a really good point, actually. And funnily enough, I think it's Fief Pro or whoever it is. I mean, that sounds like a game, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a <laughs> governing body apparently or, or something. Um, now, when they brought VAR in, the, the decision, the straw that broke the camel's back, apparently, was Lampard's goal that wasn't a goal in the World Cup against Germany, when it was like, okay. you know, 18 feet over the line and still not given. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, and and they, you know, they was like, oh, he's got... And the example they're using this time is Chiellini yanking back Saka in the Euro final when he pulled pulled him back. Yeah by the shirt and they said that's a prime example of something that should have been a sin bin so uh, using England now if I, I don't know if they're just telling England this and then they use the, you know the, each country that they talk to about it they use an example of their national team but I was thinking yeah great so you know what would have happened it's Italy they would have put fucking 10 players in their box well no sorry 9 players in their box for 10 minutes I mean, I the, the only way I can see, all I can see happening is just, oh, all right, lads, 10 minutes. Just, yeah, we're not interested in attacking for 10 minutes. He's coming oh, back on it. Because it's not like a, send, yeah, yeah, it's not like um, a sending off where, yeah. you know, you, you've got however much time. So if you get a player sent off in the first half, Conor Gallagher, Chelsea, weekend, you have to adapt. You can't just try and hold on. You have to adapt. Um, and I just think, mm, yeah, right, okay. It's it's 
it just seems a bit ill thought out. And I, I'm, I'm like, I mean, you know, two things I think that are way more important is a, um, VAR needs to be tweaked and fans need to know what's going on and players need to know what's going on when VAR decisions are being made. So it need you know we need to catch up with rugby very quickly and and get that process in place as soon as possible. Yeah. And um in my humble opinion uh the VAR truck should also I mean yeah admittedly they can't even do that properly yet but I think they should be the timekeeper as well. And and I and I think we should I think we should be pausing the game because mm-hmm. he's like 98 minutes etc it's just all this extra time winding people up. And I think I, I think a very very easy way of stopping all of that is just taking time off and stopping the clock. Yeah, like they're in rugby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and and you know I, I, that makes perfect sense to me. And also you you take the responsibility for um, timekeeping away from the ref, which I which I think is spot on. He's got he's you know he, he's got enough to fuck up without yeah. you know. Without well, adding absolutely. time to it as well. Oh, and by the way, talking to a guy this week who uh, who I know who is a pilot, and one of his colleagues is one of the pilots that has been called in to work at Stockley Park to teach them how to communicate. Really? Yeah. I didn't. This know is this. a story. That, this is a story I have not seen anywhere. So breaking news. Finally, a fucking reason for you to listen to this. By the way, uh, this listen. is amazing. Yeah, it, and and like I mean, he's either bullshitting, which he's got absolutely no reason to, or or it's true, and it makes it makes sense to me. So air traffic control sort of pilots communicate with air traffic control. No, I, I, I presume so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Making life and death decisions. Yeah. It'd be great if they actually had actual pilots at Stockley Park rather than the sort of knuckle-headed cockneys. You get the smooth talking. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the 43rd minute of the game. <laughs> Manchester City are cruising at 3-0. Let's see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but those were the days, eh, Dave? Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it makes um, I think it makes so total sense. And yet, and again, I was listening to Shearer on the um, uh, and, and Natty's football podcast and he, yeah. was make, and he was making his famous point again, which I completely agree with, which is, VAR is a completely different discipline. Why is somebody who's trained to referee a game on the pitch now in a truck watching telly? Yeah, like, no, what, that's I, right. it's a completely different discipline. Um, and and they they need to be they need to be training up VAR referees ASAP. You know, you wouldn't do it the other way around, would you? I mean, no. it's like taking somebody who's learned football by gaming. And putting them to ref a game live uh, and putting them in the middle. That's... <laughs> I mean, you've literally got gamers out there who could do a better job of VAR than referees. Yeah. Because that's what they're used to. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. So we've got to gloss over Jesus this. Scoop. Christ. Sorry, sorry, Dave, but this we, we've, we've been making good points. Is this... I, I'm, well, you have. Yeah, I've been I've been nodding sagely. <laughs> I think. Well, I'm I'm roping you into my madness as well. Well, no, um, no, but I mean, this is yeah. I think it's a good point. And so, don't gloss over your scoop. So, a mate of yours is a pilot. Yeah. And he has been 
he or his mate, is this a friend of a friend? His mate is, is going to Stockley Park to help VAR people to yeah. improve their communication with referees. Yeah, yes, you, you've made that easy to understand for children, mate. You can tell you're a fucking parent. Yeah, well done. <laughs> no, I just say it's, it's just to spell that out. It's a world exclusive. We've not had one of those before. It kind of, it kind of is, isn't it, really? I, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't Googled it. If we Google it, there'd be like 50 articles on it, you know, because basically the internet knows everything. Um, yeah. and if it, but if it, if, if it isn't, I'm putting it out there, and then I'm just going to tweet every fucking football podcast I know and go that there is a world exclusive in this and it is genuine so yeah. I mean it's genuine because my mate told me but yeah but he but he's also a pilot and yeah, you know pilots sense. don't lie there you know you know it's like the old days isn't it you know doctors teachers police they you know they don't get they're not suspects in in crime because they clearly they wouldn't commit it you know back in the old 18th 19th century whatever and, uh, but, that's st- but that mm. still applies to, to pilots. Yeah, that's true. They are the last bastion. Yeah. 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 I think, well, that's that's that makes a lot of sense. I think the other thing about Simbins, just to close that loop, is that yeah. to your point, I totally agree about the fact that the, the team that loses the player will, will park the bus because rugby, unlike uh, uh you know, football, is a forward is a forward playing game. You have to play forward in rugby. So you can't just stop and defend whereas football you can so yeah it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work i don't think the simbin idea is a, do you know what that is a really really good point that i had not con- considered um and i haven't i don't think well i haven't heard it on what i've listened to so i think that's a world exclusive um <laughs> a world exclusive opinion and yes another, another one um <laughs> but you're right that is that's no but that is genuinely that is a really really good point um, although you do see, you do see rugby teams running down the clock when it's towards the end, when they're just recycling the ball and recycling the ball and they're recycling the yeah. ball with not necessarily the intention of going forward, but they are even by accident, some sometimes still going forward. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Because you're right. You can't, you know, you can't pass it around at the back, can you? No. You get smashed basically. And why would you do that? Because if you pass it around at the back, you're going to get pressured. You're going to put it into touch. You're going to give possession away near your try line. That's yeah. that's just inviting pressure. Yeah. Bloody so hell, straight think, into rugby, yeah. I think um yes, improve VAR, VAR is is should be the main priority here. And if we can get that sorted out, and there should be a clock at the stadium, shouldn't there? As there is with rugby, so everybody can see mm. what's what the clock has been stopped and what's been checked and all that. We all yep. know that. You'd have thought the Premier League with all their money we should be able to afford a few clocks. Would you remember when do you remember when um video refereeing was it it'd been in a few years and when you went to Twickenham, you could you could spend a little bit of extra money, and you'd get and you could buy a Sky Sports um, earplug, and you could put it in, and you could listen to the ref. Oh, so right. basically, you 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 had, you know, ref watch mm. in your ear exclusively at the ground. I don't know how many games they did that for. Maybe not many. Maybe it was only one, and it was one I was watching. But um, that was definitely a thing, and um, and I thought. And that was years ago. Um, and obviously they brought in 
you know, VAR in rugby years ago. And even now, and this is the thing as well, even now we hold rugby up as a shining example, but even now there's sometimes there's some shocking decisions in, yeah. in, in VAR and rugby as well. But what they have nailed is it's somebody on the VAR and the referee. Mm. That's it. Part of the problem that football has got is there's some sort of fucking committee. There's t- it's too many voices, too many people. Yeah. I mean, there was that penalty. I mean, well, the other thing is that VAR encourages referees to outsource all decisions. I mean, that's the concern. So the referees are just becoming sort of worse and worse in a way. Was it the Chelsea game at the weekend where there was a penalty and it hit him on the head? It was yes. one of the, it was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and the ref he pointed gave it. to the spot. And then yeah. the VAR said, so well, obviously hit him on the head. But I guess if yeah. you're a referee and you know you've got VAR, you just go, right, okay, fine, because it's yeah. going to get referred. So you're kind of taking, you are, I mean, this has been well documented, you're taking the power out of the referee's hands. Um, and you know what it's like, you know, in life, as soon as you're sort of allowed to abdicate responsibility or give a little bit of responsibility, you, 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 you give all responsibility away and then it's somebody else's problem. I, absolutely. I, I you, you know you're spot on. And and also, um the thing the thing is that with the screen, what they say what you know, what uh, the FA have said is like, well, uh, and what FIFA have said and FIFA Pro and everybody else is like, we don't want to undermine the power of our referees. We don't want to undermine our referees. So they still have final say. And it's like Yes, but that has become lip service only mm. because basically as soon as the ref goes to the screen, you go, well, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And and the, the, so referees have been undermined to such an extent that now that process is redundant. And also, mm. if you don't want to undermine your referees, then you have to take away VAR. That's mm. that is simple as that. It's yeah. simple as that. You know, you, you you can't say that they're in charge of a game if they're going to be hauled up and told that they got a decision wrong and change it. That's yes. that's part of the deal. That's what happens in every sport, in rugby, in cricket. The, the, the umpire, the referee has to stand there, hold the hands up and go, apparently I fucked up. Apparently that was wrong. And also... The, the Newcastle penalty, which I couldn't give a shit about. I mean, really, Newcastle against PSG, yeah? Death Star derby, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah? Um, I couldn't give a toss, but, but surely, and I, I it, clear and obvious. Now, that's got to apply to penalties as well, surely. So if yeah. it's clear and obvious... That never goes to the fucking screen. VAR look at it and go, nah, don't tell him, not worth bothering it. That's not an obvious fucking mistake. In fact, giving it was the obvious mistake. Yes. That's what's fucking weird. We've come full circle. We've done a total 180. We haven't gone full circle because that would bring us back to where we were. We've done a 180. And what we've done now is say, um, it's like, not only is it not clear and not obvious, it's not a penalty, but we're going to <laughs> give it. Oh, yeah. We want you to have a look at this not a penalty. And what's really, 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 really terrible about that is who the referee and VAR were. It's the same team that did the World Cup final. It's the it's that ex-player referee 
who up uh, until uh. then was amazing, who, who who went over to the screen a couple of times in the World Cup and stuck with his original decision. And, you know, I didn't know that. yeah, yeah. And it was him. Uh, and also, apparently, um, uh, of course, Alan Shearer was on the phone to UEFA the following morning. True story. He was on the podcast. Um, and he had and he and he actually spoke with UEFA because when you name Alan, when your name's Alan Shearer, you get more than the secretary, funnily enough. Um, in fact, if your name's not Alan Shearer, you don't get through and you get told to fuck off. Short story. That's what happened. But um, <laughs> uh, and apparently they they said to him off the record, they're not going to make a statement. They said they were said yes. You can reveal the contents of this conversation. They were fucking furious, and they've stood stood both of them down, and they were absolutely furious. And speaking of absolutely furious about refereeing decisions, how are you with uh, Jack Grealish getting uh, pulled back in the Spurs game? Well, it's just it's it's one of those. I mean, it's a ridiculous. Decision. I don't think it. I mean, who knows? He still had. He still had the keeper to beat. He still, had, you know, he still had to do the job and finish. So I don't think it stopped. It changed the result. Um, that's due to Erling Haaland being able to hit a and over to hit a barn door. But um, the reason why I believe that wouldn't have been a goal is the reason why Jack Grealish is not starting at the moment, and mm. why. Jack Grealish, for me, is a great player and all the rest of it. But the reason he's not getting into Man City side, the reason he's not going to be getting into the England side is he has everything in his game other than the most important thing in modern football, pace. He was The thing about Grealish is he wouldn't have left those defenders behind. He would have been caught and tackled because mm. Grealish does not have pace. Why did you buy Doku? Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I was frustrated for other reasons at that game, and that that wasn't that wasn't the reason why I was frustrated. It was, well, I mean, yeah. it's all been well documented, doesn't it? I mean, it's kind of like a third game in a row where, you know, the the famed city control that has served us so well is just not there at the moment, and we're playing like we were a bit in Guardiola's first season where defenders weren't quite sure, you know, we'll just keep a high line. And we've we, we sort of, I don't know what's what's going on, but, um, well, I do know what's going on. It's fairly straightforward. Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best midfielders in the world and we need him back as quickly as possible. And yeah. I think, we're, you know, I mean, it's no surprise. We're a different team when he's, in the, when he's playing. I mean, who wouldn't miss De Bruyne? But, uh, yeah, last night we were, we were outplayed last night by Villa, I'd say. The best, the best team won. The crowd at Villa Park was amazing, yeah. And um, we didn't really have much to show. And you know, we we sound like a broken record on this, but poor old Calvin Phillips. I mean, everybody got on that pitch last night. I mean, we, you know, Rodri was suspended, Greedish was suspended, Doku was injured. He started with John Stones in the holding midfield position. Yeah. He then replaced um, Alvarez and Foden with Kovacic and. Um, now my 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 brain's oh and, and Nunes the other midfielder and then he brought on Oscar Bob the twenty year old Norwegian and Calvin's just still still sitting there I mean I, yeah you know. yeah well do you, do you do you want some amazing stats go on um, you had two shots against Villa yeah. which is the fewest ever by a Guardiola team in a game within Europe's five big leagues a run of five hundred and thirty five games. The 22 wow. shots from Aston Villa 
was the joint most faced by a Guardiola period side in that 535 games. Uh, you've lost all four games without Rodri. Uh, you've conceded 17 across the first 15, which is your worst start since 2009-2010 when you finished fifth. But the other stat worth mentioning is um, in 2018-2019, you were 10 points off top spot after 19 games and you went on to win with 90 and you won by it with 98 points so yeah. it's not all doom and gloom is it really oh i'm not saying it's doom and gloom no i think it's, yeah. it's an exciting league at the moment and you know if arsenal are, i think Declan rice is is possibly because you always you know you always kind of shy away from predicting arsenal are going to win the title because we've seen it so many times they do brilliantly up till christmas and then something happens but I think you know. I think Declan Rice adds adds a bit of steel in there, and adds a bit of control, and adds a something that they haven't got. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we, you know, I think Guardiola's. I, I like the way he came out and said we're going to win the title. <laughs> I quite like that. You know, yeah. he's kind of, and he'll find a he'll yeah. find a solution. But I mean, we miss, you know, we miss De Bruyne. We miss. Gundogan, I mean, he's kind of irreplaceable in a way. I mean, nobody's irreplaceable, but Gundogan just gave us that. He just kept it ticking in midfield. He had a wonderful touch. Yeah. He kind of had. The, he was just such a great player. And to replace him, if you think who's shipped out and who we've replaced, I mean, Mares went, and Doku is kind of a Mares replacement. Um, Cole Palmer went. Um, Nunes has replaced him. I don't know enough about Nunes to be honest. You probably know more. I mean, he hasn't really played. He's been injured. Question mark. On yeah. him, and Kovacic, I mean, he's no he's no replacement for for Gundogan, but um, yeah, mm. another a good player. So we will see. It's all about Kev, I think. If Kev gets back and we start motoring yeah. and Harlan starts banging him in again, yeah. it'll be very different. Well, I, I, and also I think um, uh, going back to the Calvin thing, when um, when you were rumored to be sniffing around Declan Rice, um, I think that right there was an indication that Phillips is far, far away from yeah. the first team. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, the sooner he gets out, the better, really, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody loves him. It's a real shame. But, you know, Guardiola doesn't doesn't trust him or doesn't see where he plays in that team because otherwise he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be playing and he's not. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't be starting, but he would be kind of at least first second or third choice for the centre of that midfield. But at the moment, he's, he's not. <laughs> he's fifth, sixth, seventh. Um, oh, we're yeah. playing the Carabao Cup. Oh, then we'll play him for 60 minutes. But anyway. Yeah, it's... it's it's. We've got Luton at the weekend. So hey, uh, there you go. Gonna uh, be, uh, at, at, um, I nearly said at Main Road. What am I talking about? At the Kenny. About? No, it's at the Kenny. Oh, Kenilworth really? Road. So, Kenny, uh, fucking yeah. hell. Apparently that's what it's called. So I mean that'll be uh, that will be uh, a fun game. Arsenal have got to go to Villa. Um, oh, Q, yeah, but Q loads of patronising fucking bollocks about you know the the royalty of Man City visiting the corner <laughs> shop that is <laughs> yeah, Kenilworth Road. You know, I mean, just yeah. like the fucking BBC. It's so yeah. predictable. It's so oh, yeah. predictable. Yeah, you know? absolutely yeah, totally bollocks. But. Um, <laughs> You know, that's true. 
Uh, well, I think that's a, place, a great place to leave it with absolute bollocks, as this podcast usually is. I hope you enjoyed the world exclusives that you've had on this podcast. Finally, a reason for tuning in 50 odd episodes later. Um, thank you very much uh, for listening. We'll speak to you next week. Thank you for joining me as always, Rothers. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Always good, some good opinions. I enjoyed your news. I'm going to go and Google all about pilots and VAR now. Yeah, me too. And find out that it's been run as a story fucking everywhere. And people yeah. are like listening to this podcast, just like walking down the street, screaming. Everybody knows that, you couple of twats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I can hear someone. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>